here we are, hitting up events, drinking our way through Chicago beer, and trying not to miss a thing. Yeah, because, you know, got a cork popped out, boom, it flies like fucking 10 feet. We're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, all you have to do is add some fruit, stir it up, and ride that milkshake wave. Whenever I see him, I gotta take a photo with the most decorated brewer in Chicago, Jonathan Cutler. It'll be like the stuff you hear. You ever go to every time you go to Floyd's, all the music sounds like this. Raw, raw, raw. Sometimes you want a small beer, but really, you want a big beer. You gotta take in all those big aromatic hops. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Waiting in line for a bottle release? You should have never been a fad. The Black IPA is delicious. Hey, and welcome to Chicago Beer Pass. I'm Brad Chmielewski. Brad, what's up, man? I'm Nick White. And we have a, a smorgasbord. A smattering. Of uh, beers <laughs> from Black Lung Brewing. Yeah, man. Uh, Round Lake Beach, Illinois. Hello. Mm-hmm. Can't confuse them because there's Round Lake. There's Round Lake Beach. beach. And there's and a there's, third one. There's a beach round. There's, there's, there's like, a, yeah, there's like three of them. Roundy Beach. <laughs> Roundabout Beach. Um, but yeah, we have a few things. One of these we've had before and i know uh i have a friend and she really likes this coffee uh beer from them your 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 what hurts it's called with coffee oh like your what hurts your what hurts yeah okay and yeah she loves this beer nice you know i'm I'm a big fan i've said it before i'm a big fan of uh poncho versus lefty Mm -hmm. oh yeah the uh mexican lager that's my jam we went up there. We recorded. Former uh, guest on the show. Right. Uh, Beer Pass alumni up there. Um, yeah. Fun little spot. And you know, right, it's your classic strip mall brewery. Um, they got some space to party outside. And, but then they also and really embraced live music. I think live music is at the center of a lot of what they do up there. Yeah, exactly. And they have a really nice wooden bar that kind of ties a whole room together. So it's actually a pretty chill spot. Mm-hmm. The first beer we opened up from this was one from... Uh, the Sold Hop. So Hop. It's a collaboration. And I saw Cold IPA. And I was like, oh, we're just getting into things. It's a little late. I just kind of want something refreshing and crisp. Yeah. And this didn't deliver that to me. It's got the hops there, right? It's got big floral hops. It's got the light body mm-hmm. like you want. So it's almost there. But then yeah. it has a very um, noticeable linger of... I think it's bitterness. Brad thinks it's more of like a like a peach kind of milky, creamy peach thing. Yeah, there's like this peach flavor that gets me. I don't know if it's this nectaron hop that's in here, which that sounds like a peach thing, nectaron. Yeah. Uh, don't put that. I don't. I want my i. I want the IPA as an IPA, and I want a cold IPA as like a crisp, bitter, crushable. I don't want juice. That's fair. I'm actually in agreement with that, especially if you're going with the whole um, West Coast IPA meets Pilsner vibe, right? Like West Coast IPAs aren't really trying to be fruity. They're trying to be kind of classic, grassy, piney, hoppies. Because we talked about before, a cold IPA is a IPA um, fermented at a lower temperature, typically with um, lager yeast. So I don't know if it's at lager temperatures or just not at um, ale temperatures. Yeah. Uh, a lucid fusion. Woven Dreams is what this one's called. So they brewed this at Sohop. It's a collab between the two. Yeah, this is 6%. So, so I'm blaming that on Sohop. Ne- Nectaron, Strata, 
Cascade and Citra. What's so hopped. Uh, so instead of that, I'm going to open up this amber lager, which oh, is right on. this amber uh, Oktoberfest zombie. Yeah, right? my, I told my buddy Dan that this is the same character on their uh, Oktoberfest. Oh, and okay. he's like, yeah, that's their Oktoberfest. Oh, this is their Oktoberfest. Yeah, that's what he said. Oh, we're back to Oktoberfest? <laughs> we had the most Oktoberist fucking Oktoberfest run yeah. ever. No, yeah, that's pretty good. I feel yeah. like... Lagers, I think, is their sweet spot then, if you like that. Let me get in there. Yeah, uh, yeah but this cold IPA should be... Should be. It's basically a lager. It's almost where you want to be with the exception of the lingering fruity hop. Yeah, take out that hop, and I think it's See? there. It's most of the way there, though. Yeah. Most of the I way. I want it without that hop, and yeah. I think I'd like it. I agree. But that's yeah. me. Um, anyway, we're... Uh, yeah, we got these from Black Long, and we're going to talk about, like, I guess their expansion and also other breweries clothing, closing. So, first up, you know more about this expansion. Yeah, man. Shout out to my buddy Dan, who lives in Round Lake Beach. Or is it Round Lake Heights? I forget. Oh. Or is it Round Lake? Yeah, uh, Chicago Beer Geeks, Dan. He uh, he picked these up. Uh, they were going to ship them, but we were like, we see each other once a week anyway, so I picked them up. Um, yeah, so they were chatting it up, and I think they're expanding to the Channel Lakes, which I've never been to, but sounds like a damn good time from a distance, man. Okay. Fucking all these towns that are connected by this series of lakes. When you look on the map, this is an absurd amount of acres where these lakes reside. Really? Like, okay. ridiculous. It just looks, you know, it's interesting. You're getting to the lake house? I mean, I think I might just want to have a friend with a lake yeah, house at this yeah. point, you know? And Because uh, if they got a lake house, they probably got a boat. So I just want <laughs> Right. I don't think you get a lake house and you don't have a boat. Right? Exactly. Sort yeah. of, I think they go together. Yeah. So um, they're expanding to Fox Lake. And this is going to be in the spring. And this used to be a, a, a bar with two boat docks called, uh, I think, Blueberry Hill. Okay. Yeah. So I think um, the guys who own Blueberry Hill... We're looking for a uh, looking for a tenant, and then I think uh, they worked out an agreement where they're gonna revamp the place and make it friendly for uh, Black Lung to move in. That's uh, exciting for them, and also like a little surprising because uh, the he like built that out himself, the current exactly, room. And yeah, and he still has or he. When we talked to him, he had a full-time job still. <laughs> yeah, yeah so exactly. So you have two breweries, sort of? And right. Well, they, one, satellite tap this, room. They quit in his other job? Yeah. So, uh, the second one's going to be like a second tap room, so like a satellite thing. But basically two locations, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what he said. I forget what he did, but I think he worked for one of the cities, one of the Was local... elevator repair? One of the local mm-hmm. municipalities, yeah, yeah. something like that, yeah. Yeah. So, But it took him a while to build out... The current spot, but I guess they're going into the um, Hickory Farms. What was it? Hillberry? Uh, uh, no, Blueberry, Blueberry <laughs> Hickory Farms. Where do I know that name from? Not Hickory Hills. I used to, for what summer I lived in Hickory Hills with my grandma. Hickory Hills is the place I was thinking. But, <laughs> but he's going into the second spot. I mean, so I go big or go home, I guess, right? And I feel like this is, um, it's a seasonal play, right? I would assume it's kind of like... Um, if you know how, like, the Chicago River has all those uh, kind of restaurants and bars. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to crush it. In fact, like, I don't know. I'm not comparing Channel Lakes to the Chicago Riverfront because I've never been to Channel Lakes. But 
um, you remember what was the cider bar called by Half Acre? Oh, Northman. They said we're gonna make so much money on the river at Northman. We're gonna make so much money on the river that we'll just have our business there for months a year, and we'll close our yeah we'll other location. Do that it's sort of like having a. <laughs> I've heard this for people who have like I don't know haunted houses or things like that. You just yeah. make all your money right in like a three week period, and, and you're good. And there's gonna backpack through Spain the rest of the year, right? I mean, so I guess the opportunities there to really like really get after it in, in the summer, in, in but they probably will keep it open for the rest of the year mm-hmm. too. There's no reason to. Yeah. Uh, so spring of 2023. Yeah, you'll see uh, Black Lung too. Okay. Black Lung Satellite Tap Room in uh, Fox Lake. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I haven't been that far north yet. Well, I t- I mean, I've been to, um, now I forgot the name of the place, the hockey bar. Oh, Light the Lamp. I've been to yeah. Light the Lamp. That's a brewery in Gray's Lake. And um, I went to that super far brewery up in Waukegan. But I'm saying I haven't had just like a, a ditch day hang out on the Channel Lakes and get okay. after it. I haven't done that yet. Maybe it's time. Didn't we go to like more? <laughs> we did the like... A little more stop around this time last year. I mean, it's not a bad idea. I mean, I'm down for the hang. You know, so it'd be a pick good reason a, to go up and, you know, say, hey. Pick a day and go. And just go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so they're expanding. Yeah. We're going to crack open maybe something else or we'll just sip on this amber lager. You know, it's up to you, man. I think we got four different ones here. Yeah. Well, there's a seltzer. Okay. Which I'm intrigued and scared of at the same time because you've had some horror stories with seltzers right yeah and this is a creamsicle seltzer so and it's spelled fizzy with a ph so i don't know how i don't know how i feel about this like i have mixed emotions yeah i want to try it but then i'm worried (laughs) yeah depends on what kind of mood you're in right Like, is it going to be a milk? Is it a milkshake seltzer or is it just a regular, is it a clear yeah, seltzer that it, tastes like creamsicle? Does it have a bunch of like fruit in it, right? There's only one way to find out. You open it up. Yeah, that's true. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, but they so they're expanding, and then there was an article in the Trib today talking about like the oversaturation of breweries, and it talked about like go to your places kind of before they're for the clothes because it looks like stuff's closing we had urban renewal clothes yeah. and we had uh empirical clothes no, and now tribes is closing oh shit smiley brothers closed and smiley brothers well they had no location but yeah right. oh so tribes L house is closing huh that that's what it said that they um i think the quote said or the things that they since the pandemic they weren't able to like get back to their numbers and they're just mm. like we're, we went out Man, that's rough. Man, you're supposed to turn a pandemic into a pandemic, bro. Um, man, you know, there were two tribes. There was the original one in Mokina, which was kind of uh, really one of the best bars you've ever been to, right? Just a really proper bar, no matter where you where it was. If it was in the city, it'd be a really good bar. Yeah. Um, and then they expanded to this bigger space and started the brewery in Tinley. So Tinley and Mokina are kind of border each other. They're okay. bordering suburbs. Um, so I wonder which one's closing. Oh, but, and then I guess the article speaking of Tinley didn't even mention three fifty. Oh yeah, three three fifty's out. Forget that that was also one that closed. Man, yeah, I wonder how much what kind of a following they had, right? Because they kind of, it kind of from it kind of feels like a good riddance thing with three fifty. Because then, right? Because the former uh, guys who worked at three fifty went back and bought the space. Right. Right. 
So, um, yeah, cheers to the Flipside Brewery, and that's the current tenant in that mm-hmm. building. Uh, but um, then it also mentioned, like, you know, it didn't mention Black Lung, but it mentioned that expansion of uh, Hop Butcher buying two places, uh, Old Irving going into the old Finch place. Oh, yeah, it mentioned Finch, Finch closed, closing. Yeah. So it was kind of like, uh, are things oversaturated? Mm. And kind of what's happening in the market? And we've kind of talked recently about places we think could possibly close yeah. next or who's on the chopping block what do we see or what are we feeling um, yeah i think um well with the uh with smiley brothers in general right like they were you know they had the purple line which is their hibiscus ale that took a metal and jbf a couple times and they're based in evanston was in a family-friendly space it kind of looks like a lodge basically evanston yeah and then they brought the second location in lakeview and we always notoriously we discuss how they had four storefronts. It's a massive space. Probably took them a ton of money to revamp, and then probably cost a lot of money to rent out unless they bought the joint. And didn't put a sign up, right? Right. I mean, and then you're in a section of town. What was over that way? Um, remember Hot Cat on yeah. Clark with like a hundred drafts that failed. Right. So it's like this is an area that even though sure it's it's dense, right? It's not too far from Wrigley. It's high. It's a very highly populated area. That doesn't mean success for beer centric things over there right and, you know it doesn't equal that so and then empirical they closed because they just weren't paying their bills <laughs> it's <laughs> not funny it's just yeah um is that is that what's going on there that's sort of what people kind of said it's rough out here yeah and i then, think uh yeah 350 they had their issues uh what was urban, uh urban urban renewal uh, I think he said they basically, so he had a couple quotes in there in this article. One was, I'll get to it in a second, but the first one was basically, we opened this tap room too late and we were making basically a lot of money in the tap room, but our place was too big and there was draft sales and distribution. This is the like, old uh, metropolitan space. Right. Right. So, and then they, so they expanded because metropolitan and Coval shared a wall. So they moved in the, both right i think he talked about it uh-huh. and then didn't but um, so his brewery was in the old metro space and then their tap room was in the cobalt space right i remember that because his, his tap room we interviewed him and his yeah, tap room wasn't there it wasn't in that space okay yeah. um yeah i'm sure i what the build out was but it was kind of like we should open the tap room almost right away which i think a lot of people know you kind of the money's from the tap room because yeah. there's no you can sell your beer straight away. Like you can finish, you can keg it right. up and put it on tap. Yeah, you don't have to get, pay a percentage to this distro. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then he had another quote in there that was a bit odd. He mentioned uh, that if he was to do it again, he'd go to the suburbs hmm. and find a smaller place because he said he goes to the suburbs and these places are packed and some of them are making just so so beer. And he's basically saying, I could, I could kill it in the suburbs with my so-so beer. That's I mean, sort of what it like, kind of read as. <laughs> that's a, that is a, that's a hot take, there, Mister Urban Brew Labs, okay, Urban James, Renewal. Right? Yeah, um, that's funny because well, you and I have suburban sensibilities, right? We've both spent a lot of years in the suburbs. You know, we drink a lot of suburban brands on the show as a result of that. Right. You know, we're not afraid to leave the city at all. 
But then, well, the suburbs is a, the suburb breweries outnumber the city breweries, right? Like, it's not just like this monolithic thing. There's a bunch of different stuff going on out there. Right. So you're talking Three Floyds in the suburbs? You're talking microphone suburbs? Well, you're think, talking, right? You're talking, or you're talking Deep West, like where, well, you know, like uh, Pollyanna and those guys, like, you know? Uh, something like Bubble House. Okay. I went there. Their beers were fine. Yeah. It's not making me want to go back to it. Mm-hmm. There was nothing wrong with them. Were they so-so? I don't know. They were just, they were fine beers. I don't live in, I think that's uh, Donner's Grove. I think so, yeah. I don't need to go there again. I went there once. Some people will tell you some of the better suburbs are, some of the better breweries are in the suburbs. Sure, yeah. yeah. We go, we've gone to Moore many a times. Uh, Goldfinger. Two Brothers, Pollyanna, yeah. Penrose. Like, there's a lot of yeah. great ones. So for him to say that. It's kind of tone deaf, really, you know? Yeah, like we had some stuff from Urban Renewal that we liked, and we had stuff we didn't like. It yeah. was so-so, right? I it, mean... That's kind of... And then, you know, I think that he around it, he came with the name of the brewery because his lawyer said... His lawyer kind of mentioned the name, and he's like, fine, let's just name it that. Urban Renewal refers to the displacement of non-white people in urban areas, right? That's what you named your brewery, right? Not the best name, <laughs> yeah. right? And then um, I don't I don't want to attack him because he is a, he was a nice guy. Well, I mean, uh, but I'm saying like let's let's not act like the location or the number of breweries was the primary issue. Right. Let's, then, let's not act like that. <laughs> but then uh, we forgot about like uh, Bulldog closing. Oh yeah, we forgot about Bulldog leaving District Brewers and not like their beer was better than so so because it was brewed on the same like quality as everything at District Brewers. Yeah. But the name. Of them just didn't make it anywhere. But if they would have been possibly in the suburbs, and you could bring your dog to the place, they might have killed it. They might have killed if it. If any brewery would have killed it in the suburbs, I would say Bulldog. Yeah, and I think they got the short end of the stick. Um, yeah, because their beer was good. But yeah, I don't think their what's the word? Their image and their like marketing and their ability to like identify with a consumer a specific type of consumer yeah that kind of did them in but it wasn't because of the beer right because we've had their beer a few times and their beer made us a serious trajectory their beer was really good right. but they would kill it in the suburbs like i don't want to pick up bubble house but i just think of them because it's like it's the first thing that comes to mind they're not they're not they, like no one knows who they are yeah. like, unless you happen to have gone there they're not popping up on the shelves they're not Right, and then, you know, I think they were a, um, graduate's the wrong word, but they were, you know, oh, Skeleton Key, you know, many, the the brewery Skeleton Key. Yeah. They were kind of a hub of training for these other breweries, you know, Skeleton Key, I think, one key opens many doors, and it's like, hey, come here, learn about beer, and go on your own path. And I think Bubble House is kind of a a graduate, if you will, of that place. So I think they, you know, they are what they are. They're just a super small spot. With a, a small footprint. Right. And that it's local to the place. So some of these in the suburbs do benefit a lot because there's possibly not a lot. Or like you become like, that's my brewery. Yeah. I don't have, I don't want to drive another 20 minutes to the other brewery that has been there longer or maybe or whatever. You're yeah. like, oh, this one's closer. I'm going to support these people. Whiskey Hills out in the burbs. I, they, we can go on and on about Different different breweries that Good. just sort of like yeah Whiskey Hill it's like you don't see that anywhere on the shelf right yeah. so why and they're killing it there they were running right before him so <laughs> yeah he's not wrong 
that these so-so breweries do overly well in the suburbs. But I think he was sort of uh, throwing shade at himself, being like, my beer wasn't good enough to make it in Chicago. And that's empirical. Wasn't Making good it. enough to make it in yeah. Chicago. We've, we've said this before. I mean, um, the Smiley Brothers thing, you know, they won at Fobab this year for the same beer. Two years in a row, they've got a Fobab winning uh, right. Belgian quad. But good, even if you have good beer, it doesn't necessarily mean you'll make it. Right, and their place right. in uh, Evanston, it's busy. But, yeah, it didn't translate to being in the city being busy. Yeah. Uh, Four-storefronts, four Brad. Four. So, I'm standing across the street from this joint, and I'm like, yo, this is the biggest so fucking it was, it was an interesting read, and there was like some comments on Facebook from a uh, uh, suburbia guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's that? that uh, Plank Road? No, he's at River Riverlands. Oh, right? he was at Plank Road. Yeah. Okay. And so he talked a little bit about it because he's like, there's not, there is a saturation, but there's not. There's plenty of room in the suburbs because there is, but... Some of these breweries just don't make it. They don't have... You have to have more than being a good brewer and have good beer. You have to have good packaging. You have to have good marketing. You have to have all of this stuff now. You know, I, I talk about this um, New Glarus podcast I listen to a lot, all the time. And but one of the quotes, because we don't really know those guys. You know, no one knows them really. Yeah. But one of the quotes he said in the latest episode was, if you don't have an audience for the beer you're making, you're just a glorified home brewer. And I'm like, that's interesting coming from a guy. Well, he's doing yeah. 200,000 barrels all in one state. He's speaking from a specific point of view now. But, you know, that's how some people view brewing. It's like, hey, you, you can make beer. That is fantastic. But are you, how the, you making beer is not the end of it. You know how to, you know how to sell this beer and you have people who want this beer. That's yeah. what, that's brewing. All of those things is brewing. Yeah. And yeah. it might be like, it's sort of like, you might be a good cook at your house, but you can't go to a real kitchen and cook. So, yeah. It's interesting. But do you think we are oversaturated in breweries? Uh, I mean, we can, if we wanted to, we can go to a new brewery every week all year long. Yeah. I'm kind of okay with that. As a consumer, do I feel like there's too many breweries? No. No, I'm totally okay with the number of breweries. Are. I don't think I think the number of breweries is fine. I'm I'm oversaturated when I go to the store, especially somewhere like Binnie's. Yeah. And I'm like, there are too many things for me to choose from. Yeah. When once you consider Chicago's in the middle of the country, and then you count all the regional brands are here, pretty much every brewery that can ship beer, you can probably find it in Chicago. Sure, it's just oversaturated from that standpoint. Right. Yeah, like what I mean, I, I, the way I make my way through the noise is that I don't buy anything that's not local. Right. <laughs> you know, like I'm only out looking for local stuff. Because I also, like, I went to Benny's and I did pick up some beer, and I, then I picked up some wine too. It's like I'm never gonna go get try the New Zealand wine. I'm just not. Yeah. Why would I do that? So I'm not gonna try the beer from. Nebraska, and it could be great. It could be great, but I'm just, I'm just I, not I doing it. It's too many choices. So yeah. So yeah. from that standpoint, to answer your question, yeah, if we count all the brands that are here because of where we're located, yeah, it's definitely oversaturated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is it just if we just count the local bruises oversaturated, the city and the burbs? I don't think so. Right. But 
But yeah. going to Binnie's too, I'm not going. I'm not likely to pick up a new brewery like you went. We'll talk about it in a minute. You went to a new brewery. If I saw it on the shelf, like, well, I kind of want to go there first. I don't want to just like, yeah, roll my dice on Green Fern Brewing. Right. I think we uh, we're at a point. Let me, let me see what these cans are. Oh. Yeah, we're at a point where we can afford to have experiences like that. Right. We don't have to. We can enjoy it on our terms mm-hmm. because there's so many different ways to drink. Yeah. Yeah. I dig that. If my only way to try them was to go to the store, it wouldn't be as fun. Yeah. I think, yeah, you'd burn out much quicker. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't want to commit to fucking six of these. Yeah. We've said that before, too. Yeah. We got we got commitment yeah. issues with the booze, uh, man. <laughs> the six cold IPAs from Green Fern Brewery. Uh, I got five I got more. Five I got more to go. I got to, like, take to people's houses and leave. <laughs> Fuck, I'm gonna fuck around and drink one on the way downtown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, sorry to hear about tribes. Yeah, that sucks, man. Because, um, you know, tribes, well, they're right by World Music Theater. So one weekend, tribes had a festival with like 30 breweries, and Hall of Notes was playing. Hall of Notes and Cheryl Jones and the Dab King. So I just stayed all weekend yeah. over there. Um, Tribes, their brewmaster used to work at uh, David from Haymarket. He left to go be the brewmaster at Tribes. Yeah. And then I think he left Tribes altogether, and then they recruited one of the guys from Rev who used to work at Argus. Okay. So they got some Chicago roots with as far as the head yeah, brewers out there. David go. went to uh, Salamoth. I don't know if he's... That was it. David went to Salamoth, and they had to replace him. I don't know if he's still there. I haven't yeah. seen him in a while. Didn't, uh, what's his name? He worked at Brickstone. Um, Alice Levengood? Yeah, was he at Tribes ever? Hmm, maybe. I know he was at Brickstone and Temperance, and uh, he bounced around. Um, let's sad to see them go, man. Uh, cheers to them. They're they when they before they became a brewery when it was just Tribes, Ale House, just a tap room. One of the best tap rooms you'll ever go to. Yeah, yeah. This is. Do you think it's a Tinley Park problem? Like that's, I'd like to hear more about that, right? Because uh, like, because uh, Hailstorm would have closed if they didn't, if Will Turner. Oh, because the, the other guy, uh, Steve Miller, got outed for you know some sexual shit, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think it's two things, right? Like, the reason Baderbrow closed is because they, in part, they the space they were renting, they agreed to pay like double the amount after year three. Okay. And their assumption was, hey, we'll be making enough money to cover this. And it didn't work out that way. They had to close. So some of this just depends on what's your arrangement with the place you're renting if you didn't buy it. And then also, like, what's your burn rate? How much cash do you got before this shit's got to make a profit? Yeah. And then, you know, that's your, and you might have to get out after a few years, you know? And that's the, I think the Smiley Brothers and the What Hopcat. Like, this didn't work. People aren't coming here. Yeah, people it's aren't coming. expensive area. It's expensive area. This shit happened right during the pandemic. You know, it's like, well, man, we got a lot on the line here, and we're not making enough money to justify why we're still here. Let's just pack up our shit and go back to Evanston. Fuck it. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, but then... You, I tease this this Green Fern Brewing that opened. No. Mm. <laughs> this, uh, Nick went to a new brewery, not a, Green Fern. I could use a fern <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> in the uh, this one's downtown, right? Yeah, man, in the loop. Uh, Chicago's downtown brewery okay. is what they're calling themselves industry ales. Industry ales, Brad. 
um, let's see, Industry Ales is uh, put together by three guys who worked, well, they worked in hospitality. You know, I think they okay. worked at a few restaurants and a few bars, all in the loop. And they just decided, hey, let's break away and do our own thing. Right. So these are um, the, well, they're not open yet. The space isn't open yet. It's going to be by Miller's Pub down in the loop. So I would say like Wabash and Jackson-ish. Okay. Right. Um, it's not open until spring, but they had a pop-up event at the uh, Virgin Hotels, which is basically off Wacker. Mm-hmm. So if you're at, um, I don't know. Yeah, if you're at like Wacker in Michigan, it's like basically right there. Yeah. Yeah. So this is really not far from Rock Bottom. Uh, yeah, it's just like a few blocks south of Rock Bottom, okay. basically. Yeah. So they had three beers um, at this at this bar at a hotel. Um, let's see, Lost Sailor, Sour Huckleberry Seltzer, and the Old Fashioned Ale. Okay. Yeah. So these are all the uh, the Lost Sailor is a dark and stormy inspired uh, ale. So if I got, I think dark and stormy is like ginger beer and rum cocktail. Mm, okay. And then we all know what an old fashioned is. And then the sour huckleberry was just a uh, seltzer where they actually put like huckleberries in it. What the hell is it? I'll be your huckleberry. Um, Hillsbury Vaughn? No. <laughs> <laughs> Ickery Hills. Uh, you know, and then it was really, really rich color. Really nice, bright red color. Oh, cool. So I think he said he, um, he added something else to it just to make the color higher. Like another fruit, maybe like a beet or something. Oh, yeah. Like, beet. Yeah, yeah, get it nice and bright. Um, my favorite one was the one, these beers were fine. My favorite one was the beer that he um, they weren't selling. They were allowing people to just sample it. It was a uh, Roush beer. Oh, okay. So it was a Roush beer that was made for barbecue. So it was a caramelized onion smoked beer. Okay. Yeah. Bizarre as fuck. It kind of smelled like Boston baked beans on the nose. But when you drank it, it just all kind of bizarrely worked. And they were, he was like, hey, do you want to try anything else again? I'm like, give me that weird ass fucking barbecue beer. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised by that. Um, that one sounds, <coughs> yes, yeah, that one sounds more interesting. And I feel like if you're a new brewery, I understand there's lots of IPAs. There's lots of lagers. Yeah. So you're trying to like stand out. Right. But also people like IPAs and lagers. Right. That's why like, there's a top category <laughs> every year. Right. I, I, I understand the problem. Yeah. But. So, you know, I was trying to get some information out of these guys. I think there's three co-founders and one of the co-founders is the brewer. Yeah. So the brewer comes over. Um, I, I took a picture of his card. We, we don't know his name anyway, but, um. Oh, I'm like, well, well, what's going on here? What kind of system are you brewing on? He's like, well, we got a 10-barrel system, and our goal is to really have a, a, a fresh local beer in all these hotels and in all these bars in the loop because when you're downtown for a visit, there's not, you know, if you if you take a closer look at downtown, all the heat in downtown is either West Loop or River North, right? right. But if you're talking the loop proper, like within walking distance of like the Bean and shit like that, there ain't really not a lot going on locally. Right. There's a bunch of chains, you know, it's Wendy's, American Dog, you know, fucking you know, all this kind of bullshit. Yeah. Um, so they're really trying to fill that void. McDonald's, okay. shit like that. Right. Um Oh, but he said, uh, you know, I'm like he's like, I've been brewing for over ten years and we finally got together and we've had this idea this whole time, but we never had funding. Now we have funding, now it's go time. And he's like, um, I brewed this beer, he brewed the old ale with uh he brewed it at around the bend. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then he brewed the Dark and Stormy, I believe, at Crushed by Giants. So he's um he had experience on these other brew houses, and then that's where he mm-hmm. 
gathered information and made his own play for his own brewery. Okay. Yeah. So. I feel like that's a really smart way to be like, we're just going to be the Chicago brewery that tours drink. Right. No one in Chicago, it's almost like a brewery who, someone like Finch who just wasn't selling their beer in Chicago, but people outside of Chicago drink. It was like, hey, I got your, I have a beer from Chicago. I was like, I guess, but we don't drink that here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because they were one of the first breweries in places like Tennessee, you know, Kentucky. Finch was there. Atlanta, you know. Eric Inda was a guy's name. I I told you I wouldn't know his name, but he's the head brewer. Um, It was interesting. It was interesting to hear his story and and hear about, well, because, you know, um, we were saying in the pre-show, like, you know, Columbia College is down there, Harold Washington Library. I went to DePaul. All of DePaul, a lot of DePaul tech classes are in the loop. Yeah. So, I mean, there's an audience. It's down there by Miller's Pub, if anybody's familiar. But, I mean, there's room for growth as far as, like, just having a cool local presence. Right, like we had a uh, district or vice district, you know, that's on the uh, just south. So like South Loop, Motor um, Road, no, South Loop, yeah. So we do need some other downtown options, but, you know, rock, there's rock bottom, crushed by giants that no one really talks about, yeah. but they make beer. I still haven't been there. There's yeah. Adam Street that no one really talks about, but they pop up. Yeah, they were the, the artist formerly known as Berghoff. Right. Yeah. And then Haymarket is really just uh, not that far either. Right. So, I mean, yeah, if you take a closer look at West, at the loop, right? So, like, we talked about, like, the places you just named. Um, you know, uh, the loop is where Berghoff is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those other breweries, you know, Rock Bottom is, that's River North, right? And then um, so is... uh Crush well, by Giants. Giants is, like, Streeterville. Yeah. You know? So, it's like... Yeah, from a distance, sure, it's all downtown. It's all three one two. Yeah, but if you're downtown, it's like the loop is like this smaller section. That if you just look at that section, it's it's underserved. Yeah, I wonder. I'm not a buyer for any of these places, but what would be the incentive for them to have? If you're a place like Purple Pig, right? People like right. tourists go there. Most people in Chicago think about they know it. Yeah, they've been one. The uh, Hotel Intercontinental. But uh, what's Four Seasons? Why would Purple Pig have that uh, over a uh, half acre beer? Yeah, that and they I want, have relationships with. That. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough play because I wonder how many. There's a lot of good local options that are part of a distribution network already. Mm-hmm. That you know, like you just said, you know, whether it's off color or half acre or rev, they're like staples you know, of the city. Yeah. And kind of. Are you going to bend your, are you going to take a chance and piss off your distro by having one of these taps dedicated to industry ales? Uh, it's going to be a tough play unless they're banking on the relationships they've made over the time. And I think that that has to be part of it. Yeah. If I was, and I'm not a banker or a brewer, but I would assume that that's in their business plan, right? It's like, well, how are you going to sell this beer? Like, oh, well, we have these relationships. With these, with these number of bars, or this, or this hotel group, or this restaurant group, and we're gonna have our beers on there. Right. Like I, I would assume that's part of it. Like yeah, I don't know what, in some of these restaurant uh, bars in the hotels, what their beer selection looks like. Exactly. Like this place was at the Virgin Hotel, right? And the Virgin Hotel, I thought it was at the rooftop bar because when you walk in and talk to concierge, he's like, the bar's on the roof. Yeah. But then there's another bar on the first floor. Oh, anyway, I hadn't been in the Virgin Hotel at all for anything. And I imagine there's 
Why would you? Right? There's like 50 hotels downtown that all have a, a bar on the roof and on the ground level. That no one in Chicago is going you to. You wouldn't. Why would you go? Yeah. Unless there's a party. Yeah. So, shit. From that standpoint, Palmer House Hilton or, you know, yeah. all these fucking places, I'm sure. It's an interesting idea that also I think could work and people in Chicago never drink this beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's why I think we'll blow people's minds. It'll be funny. Them. It'll be funny because they'll probably sell all their beer and it'll just be downtown. And unless you're going down there for, like, my, my kid lives downtown. So, but if my kid wasn't downtown, I would never go down there. Right. <laughs> like, now most, I think most people like, like that. I'm going to get the industry. It's in Chicago. Like, oh. like huh? <laughs> um, oh, one more thing. He was saying, because um, these are, they're food beers and they're, they, I wouldn't say they're necessarily approachable beers, right? But he's like, but you know what else is missing down there is like a, just a regular Chicago hot dog. Like within walking distance of their pub, there's no regular Chicago hot dog. So having a lager and a hot dog, just straight up, easy, accessible. Like they've got two moves as far as the type of person they want to approach. Right. They want to have this. They want to have just your regular beer and a hot dog guy, and then they want to have the the person who's interested in an elevated experience that might want some different ingredients. They're they're looking to cater to both of those. He says. So, it's it's interesting. It's ambitious. So I'm I'm very curious to see where this goes for them. Right. And yeah. then you wonder the hot dog thing is interesting, but then you wonder why isn't there? Does it not actually work? Like people want a Chicago dog, <laughs> but then like eh. You like mm. get it and it's like, I don't know, what, three dollars or whatever or two to, and you're like, Okay, I had that thing. It couldn't have cost them that much to make, but the turn the volume can't be that high to yeah. make enough. Yeah, we'll see. He says uh, two floors, um, in the loop, ten barrel system. Uh, you know they they eleven thousand barrels a year. I think they're projecting to make. So that seems a, that seems ambitious. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm very curious. If there's a launch party, I'll, I'll go. I'll right. go to a launch party. When are they supposed to? I think he said March, just like uh, Black Lung. Yeah, February, March. Hold that March, and no way. If I say fall. Yeah, March. Uh, so that gives you what three months? Then it would have to be done. Yeah, maybe like, they're just waiting on permits and shit. Right. Then why wasn't the party there? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Why wasn't the party there? Because right. the party is at this hotel, and it's at the hotel all month, every Friday, Saturday, all of December is yeah, where this. No party. way. This is March. Yeah, we'll see. Who else said? Uh, shit. How long did how about you say? But until they opened, it was like a half a year. Right. Long ass time, and so. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Indus- industry ale? Industry ales. Okay. Industry ales. Uh, downtown Chicago's beer. Nice. All right. Cool. Yeah. So um, it was a good learning experience. Hung out there on a Saturday night. Um, the, the Miss Ricky's is the spot in the hotel. That's the name of the restaurant. Okay. So it's not open on weekends. All Miss Ricky's does is pop-ups on Friday and Saturday. They're not open. They're only open during the week. So hmm. this is, um, and they're usually vegan-focused. So they open up just for these guys. Who are going to have a Chicago hot dog and have a barbecue beer? Yeah. 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 I wonder. Um, but they must know folks at the hotel. Okay. So, yeah. That's cool. All right. Um, the only other thing we want to talk about before we get out of here, which by the time you listen to this has already happened, Big Hugs pop-up thing with tasty beers. The Big Hugs bash, man. Nick heard uh, a rumor that they're 
there's going to be some Bourbon County there. Yeah, there's going to be prop on draft at the Big Hugs Bash. Prop 2022, right? The uh, Jungle Bird prop. Because I was at I was at Whirly Ball, and they had prop 2018. Which was like fucking... I don't even know. Um, but you had to buy a bottle. Like, man, I had to buy a bottle of prop at Whirly Ball. <laughs> That'll be a no, sir. <laughs> Uh, half acre holiday market so they're going to have 20 local artists and makers there for saturday and sunday december 10th and 11th um records comics and much more it can't have a be a party without more you have to have yeah. comics as in like comic books yeah or comics like uh, stand up no 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 fine art jewelry household goods records comics and much much more so yard sale it's gonna be a holiday <laughs> market brad <laughs> Holiday market, god damn it. <laughs> uh DJ's karaoke photo booth. Uh they got a they got a barley wine, man. They got a barrel aged barley wine called uh World of Bog. Oh yeah, I saw the can. Yeah. They put a picture on their Instagram. Yeah, it's a trippy can. Um they said I don't know if you remember the cowboy. There was a guy there that they called a cowboy and he had a cowboy going home party at uh for this guy, it was a going away party, half acre tag. The cowboy and the mayor, the president. <sighs> right, the cowboy left. <laughs> I forget his name, but the um, he had a going away party at uh, Beer Temple, and the party was a half acre tap takeover of all the cowboys' favorite beers. Okay. Oh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because this beer was aged in um, Balcones malt whiskey barrels. Balcones is a uh, Texas distillery oh. and this was the cowboy's last project before he left a year ago oh. so it just wasn't ready until now but he worked at half acre. it was a cowboy was a brewer at half acre oh yeah he's a cowboy there's a brewer at half acre. i should have just led with that sorry i thought it was a person who was like i'm the cowboy i I'm, come here all the time i'm the cowboy and they're like okay we like you yeah he's <laughs> like okay you're the cowboy yeah so um half acre man I like Half Acre. I was drinking Half Acre tonight. I was at the fucking uh, Will's Northwoods Inn Half Acre Takeover. Oh, nice. They do a tap takeover every year at a Wisconsin lodge in the middle of fucking Lakeview. Okay. Neat. Super fucking weird. I'm like, and the first thing I asked the guys, I'm like, oh, why are you here? <laughs> right? Like, what is the deal with this place? Nick, that's the question we all <laughs> ask. Why are we here? Uh, you know, they were like, yo, um, you know, this was one of our first accounts. And even in the dark ages of Half Acre, when most of the beer they sold was Daisy Cutter and they were running out and they couldn't, they had to pull out of the suburbs yeah. and they didn't have any Daisy Cutter, they made sure to keep it on at this place. Oh, shit. Yeah. So this is one of their longest running accounts and they just want to celebrate that by having a tap takeover every time Big Hugs comes out. So they've done it seven years in a row. And this wasn't new Big Hugs. This was old Big Hugs. This said. was 2019 Big Hugs. Okay. Yeah. Which apparently is the last time it was barrel aged, apparently. Hmm, yeah. So it was a, a tap takeover with. Uh, some beers that saw release in cans only at the at Half Acre and never made it to on draft at any location. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you know how Half Acre is with these fucking names of these beers, man. Sure. Fucking whack job, man. I, you know, for example. Um, yeah, because I'm like, what's this shit called? Before Land Shook and uh, Sickle Through Sable. Okay. Right, and these are all just different variants of uh, beers. Before Land Shook was my favorite beer. It was a vanilla, marshmallow, and sea salt barrel-aged stout. 
That was pretty good. Sickle through Sable was a uh, barely style with cacao nibs. Okay. But um, yeah, they had like ten beers total. It was a good hang. It was basically you know half figure takeover in a Wisconsin Northwoods bar. Okay. So that sounds fun. But all right, big hugs this weekend. I think I gotta go to that. Yeah, I still have, I still want some fresh hugs. Yeah, and then we'll probably drink that next week and talk about it. Yeah. Cool. I think that's gonna do it then. For this episode. Right on. Nick, where can people find you get in touch when we're not here? Hey, man. I'm on Twitter, man, at Nicosio. I'm on Twitter at BRAD, Chicago Beer Pass. Twitter, Instagram, website, ChicagoBeerPass.com. Episodes get posted there. And we'll be back soon. Take care. Cheers.